I'm so looking forward this morning to continue our series we've been going through, Battle Ready. Don't you love that image? Battle Ready, being ready, ready for the battle. So let's start by going through the scripture that's been the main scripture we've been working through for the last few weeks. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And the scripture we're going to be looking at this morning says, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you that it's so rich in imagery, but it's also rich in power and teaching and preparing us for how we should live. Lord, I thank you that your word will touch people's hearts this morning and revelation will come with information. Father, we just give this time to you and I ask you, use me as a vessel just to speak through in Jesus' mighty name. In all circumstances, take up that shield of faith. I love that. Being battle ready. See, we've had three great messages so far over the last few weeks in this series on being battle ready. The first week, we learned that we have to put on the belt of truth. The next week, we learned that we have to put on that breastplate of righteousness. Last week, and Rian did a phenomenal job last week, he was preaching on putting on the shoes of the gospel of peace. But it's interesting when you look at it, those scriptures, those three verses before this one, it says to put it on, those three things, to put them on. The amazing thing with that is once you put it on, you just leave it on. Once it's on, it stays there. But this scripture, Paul says to take up our faith. There's a different imagery there. See, when we talk about taking something up, in the Greek language, it's talking about that being an active decision. It's a verb that we have to do, and when we take it up, we don't put it back down. The amazing thing about our faith, it's not like the other three things we've, put, we've spoken about over the last few weeks, where you put it on and it just sits there. With the faith that we're going to speak about today, we take it up and we hold on to it. We don't put it back down. We don't set it aside. We hold on to it. See, in the Greek word, this is active. We don't let it go. See, what is faith? We read in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, the word for faith here in the Greek is pistis. It means a, a moral conviction of the truthfulness of God and reliance upon Christ for salvation. A simple thought of what faith is. Reliance upon God. Having trust in him. And knowing 
that our salvation is through Christ who died for us. See, it's a conviction. The NIV puts it this way. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. See, it means to have trust, trust in God. It means confidence, confidence in God. It means assurance in God. It means belief in God. Not trust in my abilities. Not assurance that I can do things. Not a belief in my strength. But faith is doing it all to God. Trusting in him. Having faith in him. Believing his word. See, Paul told us in all circumstances to take up the shield of faith. A shield is used for protection when you're in battle. It's between you and the thing that you're doing battle with. Paul uses this shield imagery to give us a real literal example of what our faith should be doing for us, how it should be responding, acting. See, in Roman times, the Romans had two different types of shields. They had a ceremonial shield and then they had a battle shield. Now, the ceremonial shield was something like this. I would have liked a bigger one. You know how much I hunted last Saturday all around Coffs to find a shield? I had a great one. Uh, um, Captain America's shield. Nick took it when he went down to Wollongong. But they, they had a ceremonial shield that they used in ceremonies, in parades, when they walked down the streets. And the whole idea of this shield was to look good. It presented wells. It had engravings all over it. It looked pretty. But that's all it was good for, to look at. Can you imagine using this in a battle? Like, if somebody was thrusting a spear at you, you've got to be very careful about what part of the body you're going to put this. You've got to know where that thing's coming from to get it in the right spot. Like, in many regards, it's useless. It looks good. But who knows, looking good isn't always the best thing. I love that. Works for me. <laughs> Who's ever bought, I'm going to talk to the men here because you guys will understand this. I don't know if the ladies will, but men will. Who's ever bought a brand new tool? Gone out and got a new Makita uh, drill or a power saw or a reciprocating saw. And the first time you buy that thing, you look at it. It's pretty. It's got a case. You love the feel of the case. It's blue and black. It's right color. It's got a little light. And you get so excited about it because you sit there and you do little tunes with it. Zin, 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 zin. <laughs> when I worked as a trader, I'd always be walking around doing little tunes with it strapped to my waist. Zin, 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 zin. Keep me happy. You look at it, it's so pretty. But you look at a tradies tool after he's used it for a couple of years, is it still pretty? No. It's got chinks, it's got marks, it's got paint, it's got so many different things happening to it. But I can guarantee you this, it's well looked after. It's been serviced, the bushes are right, everything is still right on the inside of it, it's strong, 
And he knows how to use it. And he knows what it's for. And he knows when he grabs it and goes to use it, it will do what it's meant to do. It's not pretty, but it's functional. Can I challenge us this morning? That's the way our faith is meant to be. It's not to be shiny, it's to be reliable. It's not to be a ceremonial thing that we come into church on a Sunday and we present it in a way we say, look at my faith. It's so pretty. I've kept it shiny all week. It's a faith that has been outworked will come in occasionally a little bit battered, a little bit knocked around, but it's reliable. It's trustworthy. It does what it's meant to do. That is what faith is. That's why Paul talks about it being a shield. See, Captain America, he could work with a little shield because he was superhuman. He had superhuman strength, speed, all those things. Like He could do that. Oh, there's one there. Oh, there's another one there. We'll just knock that one out of the way. I'm not superhuman. I'm the other end of that. I'm clumsy. Often, Donna gets concerned, I'm just going to fall off here to the stage. She actually says to me now, when I go out in the wet car park, in the wet garage, please be careful. Because I fell over two years ago and broke my wrist just going out to the garage. I'm clumsy. I don't want to be thinking about where I need to put that shield. Captain America could do it. Roman soldiers couldn't do it either. That's why they had a second type of shield. See, this shield was long and wide. This shield was was the shield the Romans carried into battle, and they were actually shaped like doors. This is the shield that they used. It's a bit small, actually. Theirs was bigger. It's solid. It's thick. Their shields were made out of many layers of timber, canvas, leather, animal hides. They were rounded. They were very solid. It was extremely tough, and this is going to be fun, and exceptionally durable. But like any nice new shiny tool, if not cared for, it deteriorated. Our shields need to be cared for. And what's Paul talking about when he's using this analogy? Our faith. Our faith needs to be cared for. See, when Roman soldiers came in to service, they were taught from what day one with a schedule of how to regularly maintain their shields. To keep their shields in good shapes and to keep them ready, every morning when they woke up, the first thing they would reach for would be their shield. The second thing was a vial of oil. And they would get a cloth and completely saturate that cloth with the vial of oil. And then they would just care for their shield. They would rub it into all the leather bits. They would make sure that it was moist and supple Because if they didn't do this, then their shield would become hard, weak, and brittle. It's the same with our faith. 
Our faith needs to be cared for. If we don't keep it soft and supple, if we don't anoint it with oil, it will become hard and brittle and can be broken. And in the scriptures, what do we know? That the Holy Spirit is symbolised as oil. Roman soldiers were told every morning, anoint your shield. Christians are being told by Paul in this scripture, every morning, anoint your faith. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time allowing his oil to flow over your life, to allow the suppleness of the Spirit to impregnate your faith, to get into your spirit, to get into every aspect of how you're going to defend yourself and what you're going to put between you and the one coming against you. Our faith needs to be anointed with the Spirit of God daily, just like these shields were anointed daily. The other thing the soldiers did to protect the shield and themselves by doing this, they would soak their shields in water before a battle. They would get it saturated. That's why it had animal skins and hides there and leather. And they would be on the outside and it would be totally saturated in water. Because in those days, one of the primary weapons that was used were fiery arrows. They would shoot arrows that would just stay alight because there was so much oil on it. And those arrows would actually hit in the ground or hit in shields or wherever they hit and spread oil. And fire was a scary thing in a group of people. But when this was saturated with water, the arrow would bite in and be extinguished because of how wet it was how supple it was. The arrow wouldn't hit and bounce off. It would actually penetrate because it was soft, but the oil and the water put the flames out. What do we know that God usually or regularly says with the scriptures that the word of God is? It's water. Regularly we see that word picture, the word of God being water, to water ourselves. See, once again, we're seeing this picture that Paul is creating by saying our faith is like their shields. It's because we need to anoint it daily. We also need to saturate our faith with the word of God. Saturate it. Not just pour it on occasionally. Not a dribble here or a dribble there. Full saturation. To the point that if a fiery dart enters into it, it's extinguished immediately because of that saturation. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Anointing, saturation. That's what we should see with our faith. Strong faith is determined by the presence or absence of God's word in your life. Strong faith will be determined by how much the word of God is in your life. It's important. It's imperative. It's daily. See, when Jesus was tempted, what did he use to defend himself? The word of God. He used the word of God as a defense. 
Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Now, when the tempter came to him, notice what it says there. When the tempter came. Not if, not maybe, not possibly, but when. We've got to realise that each and every one of us are going to have a when. We may have already had a when. We may have survived that when. But can I tell you something? There'll be another when. When the tempter comes to tempt us. That's when we've got to have our shield of faith ready. That's when we've got to have it saturated with the word of God. As Jesus was able to defend himself when the tempter came and said to him, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And instantaneously, he was able to respond saying, it is written, the word of God. Our faith needs to be saturated with it. So that when the enemy does come, and he will, that we've already got the defence between us and him. And our defence is large enough to cover us. We're not trying to move it around to repel what he's throwing at us. We just stand there and say, here it is. It's anointed. It's saturated. Take your best shot. Bring it on. In confidence and trust and belief in our God that he will do what he has said, knowing and assured that he will never let us down. See, Jesus used the right weapon to deal with temptation. But the Roman soldiers had an advantage over us. They knew when they were going into battle. They were told, tomorrow at dawn, we should go into battle. And the centurions would get up and they'd inspire them and they'd all get prepared and they'd get everything ready. And they knew at dawn tomorrow, they'll go into battle. We don't get that luxury. We have an enemy who is prowling around like a lion, finding who he may devour when he wants Not when we want, when he wants. See, that's why our faith needs to remain anointed and saturated for the when, when he comes against us. In preparation, battle ready. See, they need to be large enough as well to cover our entire lives. See, the ceremonial one there can only touch or cover a small part of my body. But with this... If I get down behind it, I'm completely covered. Every aspect of my life is covered with this anointed, saturated barrier between me and the one that wants to come against me. Our faith needs to be large enough to cover our spiritual lives, our emotional lives, our mental lives, our financial lives, our families. We've had a great week. We got an extra little one in the feral household on Friday. Harley Sophia Farrell, beautiful little girl. You know what? My faith has to increase. As of that moment, I realise that I have to get greater faith. I've got another one to protect. I've got another one to stand in a gap for. See, faith is something we grow and develop. I woke up this morning and my prayer life was different. My anointing. What I did to draw the anointing around my life was different. 
what I looked at in the Word of God was different because I want this to protect every aspect of my life. Not just one area, but all of it. I want to stand in the gap for my family. I want to be able to say, bring it on, devil. I'm ready. Whenever you want to, I don't have to be trying to scrounge around and build up my faith. It is here and ready to go. That is the way we're meant to live. Our vocations, our friends, our church. It is here to stand in the gap between me and all those things. Prepared and ready to go. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. You know, we've already got it. We don't have to get it. God gave it to us the moment we became born again. It says in Romans 12, God has allotted to each a measure of faith. And that measure of faith is what you need to be able to do combat with the enemy. We're all given a measure of faith. See, when Romans were enlisted into the military army, they were issued with all the things they need to do warfare. The whole armour was given to them. But they had to learn how to use some of it. Sometimes we've got to learn how to use our faith. We've got to learn how, because it's awkward. It's a big thing. And if you're not used to it, the balance can be off. Faith has to be outworked. It can't be just sitting there as a ceremonial thing that we're not using in our lives so that we can get used to wielding it, moving it around, actually using it. See, we need to learn to use our faith like the Roman soldiers learned to use their shields. See, there are so many ways that we use our faith. It's constant. It's daily. Faith should be a daily thing that we work with, that we outwork. But not only is it defensive, quenching those fiery darts as they come, it's also a defensive weapon. Oh, sorry, an offensive weapon. See, in Scripture, what does it say in James 4, 7? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. See, that's a statement. If I don't have this, and I ask Justin to come up here now and attack me, my resistance may be sort of like backing off, taking a step back. But resistance is not stepping back. Resisting is pressing against and pushing forward. That's how you grow muscles when you work out. You don't use a weight that is so light that it's just like flopping. You want resistance where you've got to push against it and it builds muscle. Now, when I've got faith like this and the devil comes at me, I've got no problem with smacking him back. It's an offensive weapon. Faith is meant to push back. It's meant to press in. The Romans, in the centre of their shield, had a big metal knob. They called it the bolt. And the whole purpose of that was when somebody came against them, they would smack them with that bolt. And it would do damage. That is what we're meant to be doing with our faith. When the devil comes against us, we are like Jesus. It says, it is written. Cop that. My faith is strong enough to withstand your attacks because I've prepared it. I've got it ready. Resist him firm in your faith, 1 Peter 5.9 says. 
Our resistance doesn't come from our ability. It doesn't come from our knowledge. It doesn't come from who we are or where we come from. It comes from our faith. We're able to resist because we know God has said we are more than conquerors. God has said we will overcome. God has said that he will send us. That God has said, wherever we put our feet, that land shall be ours. And each and every one of us has a different thing that God has said to us. And we hold on to that. And we're putting it into that faith realm. And we use it to resist the enemy when he comes. We push back. And we push back. And we take ground. Faith is our weapon. And we have to be prepared. Because the enemy comes. And I tell you something, he's not a polite enemy. He's not a gentleman. He's a thug. And if we aren't prepared, if we don't have this ready, we don't have that ability to say, hang on, devil, just, just hang on. I'm not ready for this. Um, can we put a pin in it till Monday week? Just... Uh, just got to go do a bit of anointing. Got to get a little bit of the saturation happening. He's not going to respond well to that. It's going to be sort of like, if he looks down and he sees the little ceremonial sword, uh, shield, he's going to say, ha I'm in. He looks across and he sees this. He said, yeah, maybe next week. Maybe I'll wait for a more opportune time. And then tomorrow we get up, we do the same thing. Ah, yeah, I'll leave that one alone. And the next day, and the next day, faith, prepared, standing between you and him. But to finish this off, our faith is also something else. See, the Roman shields had another really interesting ability. They were actually designed to connect, connect to one another. Loved Rian's story last week. He was talking about his friend who was in hospital not, not, not this part, but his friend had had a stroke and they were visiting and they were in there together and they were praying. But then he shared how this peace of God came in when they looked down the hallway and five of the elders of the church walked in. And he said the peace that came with that presence was overpowering. Why? Yes, they had the shoes of peace. But they also walked in with an offensive weapon of five men coming forward to do battle with a faith that was anointed, saturated, prepared, and they weren't coming in to be defensive. They walked in there with their shield held high and saying, devil, we are on. We are on. We are prepared. We're going. And that's why the Roman soldiers could do what they did so well. Hank, can I ask you to come up and join me? See, this is strong. This is powerful. Let me put it down. This is more so. This is more so. We are connected as one. We move as one. We have faith as one. 
The Bible tells us one can set a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. This is why. Because we are not to live an isolated life. Our faith is not done alone. We are in a church of believers who is a part of the army of God, ready and prepared to do battle. The Bible also says in Exodus, oh sorry, Ecclesiastes, two are better than one because they have a reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Who knows, sometimes your faith can be rattled. It can be knocked around. But in that weak time, I can ask a brother to come and join with me in the battle, to stand firm, to stand strong. And imagine this, we'll put him down for a second, mate. 30 Roman soldiers all behind this. See, the Romans used to operate with a phalanx. They would have a group of all these soldiers with these shields connected and they would press into the enemy while their people from behind were launching the arrows into the enemy. We are called to live as one. We are called to join our faith together. We are called to be an army of God. We are called to press in. Thanks, mate. We are called to cover ourselves with faith. The amazing thing about this is they can turn around. You can go back to back. They can actually form an entire square. They can cover that over the top and be completely covered and just keep on pressing in and pressing in and pressing in and taking more ground and more ground and more ground. And that is what we're called to do. As a church, as a body of Christ, as believers, we are called to press in. Press in to God, but not out of our strength, not our abilities, not our knowledge, not our skills, although they're all great things that God has given us, but it's out of faith. A faith that is prepared, a faith that is anointed, a faith that is saturated, and a faith that has trust in God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you we have faith. I thank you that we are full of faith. You've called us. You've anointed us. You've given each and every one of us a measure. We're learning how to use it greater every day. But even then, we know that you've given us everything we need to succeed. Lord, I pray that you help us just to wake up every morning and be anointed in the presence of your Holy Spirit. To allow the saturation of your word to completely fill our faith so that we, when the time comes that the enemy presses in, we will know that we are prepared, that there is a barrier between us and him and that will protect us in full knowledge that you are victorious that you have already won the battle. And we just give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.